At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Sunday morning to you as we begin the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross here at South Point Casino in Las Vegas, joined once again by the man of the hour and the the host of the show, Michael Lombardi, back home in New Jersey. And Michael, I did not get a ton of sleep last night because I can imagine I was up watching UFC 276 all night long, which was fantastic. And then to go, boy, that alarm clock goes off early for our Sunday morning show. So uh, there were no festivities for me after the main event concluded last night. How was it back in the East Coast? Did you guys have a nice weekend so far in the start to your Fourth oh, of July? Oh yeah, spectacular! Absolutely, you can't beat it. You know, we got Fourth of July weekend. The town is crowded. There's not a parking place to be had around here. You know, it, it's always interesting to watch the, the dynamics of this town go from, you know, basically a ghost town in the winter <laughs> to this incredibly popular, uh, you know, uh, resort community. So it's a lot of fun. That's great. And, you know, what could be better than Fourth of July? Hot dogs, hamburgers, you know. Wow, that blueberry pie. Why not, right? It, it's not now when, David. Exactly right. This is as good as it gets uh, on the holiday calendar. That's for sure. We're going to have Will Hill join us later on this hour. I call him the king of New York. Uh, so we'll get his flavor of the week here uh, from New York City. And, of course, Thomas Gable is going to rejoin us in hour number two. Figure out how the books did last night with some of those, uh, certainly the big UFC fight card last night, how they did at the Borgata. And then Mark Maskey, a real treat to have on here in hour number two. going to talk all things to Sean Watson. Mark and I go way back to our D.C. days. And as you know, Michael, one of the very best in the business. He's been all yeah. over the story uh, from the Washington yeah. Post. 
I mean, Mark's a must-read on Twitter. Yeah. He's a must-read in the Washington Post. I think he does a great job of covering the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got great sources inside the NFL, which I think certainly helps us as as people craving the information. And he's been right on top of this Deshaun Watson case. It'll be great to talk to him. Yeah, absolutely. Before you make those future wagers, well, you might want to hear what Mark has to say about what the league might do with Deshaun Watson. But you wake up today, and after it kind of clear my head from what I saw from UFC 276, the summer of Kyrie and KD continues. And now yeah. I think we have some more twists and turns. And I think, Michael, we knew this was going to happen, right? You're, you're going to get some information out there. And I, I think it is our job, certainly, in the betting market, is to try to decipher what we're hearing to really try to think where these pieces might end up landing. And so now you're hearing some rumors today that the Lakers – and we knew they'd be in play for Kyrie, obviously because of LeBron and their history together in Cleveland winning a title there, and that they are interested in figuring out a way to move Russell Westbrook out of L.A. and get Kyrie there. But what we're also hearing now is possibly Philadelphia could be a team involved in this, which kind of could up the ante to get a Kyrie Irving if you're really creating a market out there for him. Before we get into the specifics of the Lakers and then later on with the 76ers, as an executive – is this something that, that teams like to do? We know that they like to float out information to try to create more of a market for their guy if they're trying to move him. But in that front office, Michael, how does this dynamic actually work? Well, I, I think what you have to do, and this is something I think is really important for us as a betting network and for people analyzing teams, is to figure out what makes sense and what doesn't. Like Russell Westbrook, for Kyrie Irving, I tweeted this out today. That that may, if you're Sean Marks, and I think Sean Marks is a fairly smart guy. Mm. You know, look, he gave it a shot with with Durant and, and Kyrie and Harden. I mean, he put together a super team. It it collapsed. That didn't mean he's not good at his job. It just he couldn't manage the personalities or. You know, they're unmanageable personalities, as the great Joe Joe uh, Prop Joe said on the wire. You know, so <laughs> you know it's difficult, right? So I I think to me. Westbrook for Kyrie makes no sense at all. Like, why? if you're going to get away from Kyrie, you want to try to get away from, A, the salary, and, B, you want to have more flexibility. And Westbrook doesn't offer you that. Plus, you want to be able to at least have a player that people would gravitate to want to come see, young prospects or draft picks, hope. right? When you're an executive, you're trying to sell hope. Art Modell used to say this all the time to me. Kid, we sell hope in this business. you know. And, and so you trade for Westbrook, you ain't selling any hope. right? So to me, that, that makes no sense. That, that's a very Lakers-slanted deal. I mean, let, let's just put Westbrook aside here. There's no market for Westbrook. Nobody wants to take that on. No. Now, Kyrie, there is a market for it. Now, it's, I'm not saying it's a lucrative market, but when you talk to people in the NBA, they'll tell you that Kyrie is obviously still one of the best players in the league. That Nobody can dispute that. Now, he's, you know, he's off the rails, and he's hard to manage, but he's still one of the best players. Nobody's saying that about Westbrook. So that makes no sense at all to me. Now, there is a mark. I mean, Dallas was nibbling around Kyrie. I know that for a fact. They, I don't know if they wanted to pursue it any further or they're back in it. Jason Kidd has a relationship with them, the head coach of the Mavericks, so maybe they'll get involved. You've got to clear a ton of cap room. You've got to match salaries, which I think is why people think this Westbrook, Westbrook for uh, our Kyrie deals could be in play. Right. But I, I don't see it. I, I think it makes no sense to me, and Sean Marks is too smart. Now, would it make sense to trade him to Philadelphia for Tobias Harris or – Matisse Thibel and some and more draft picks from the 76ers, perhaps, yeah. 
perhaps. Well, in that scenario, first of all, by the way, when you get Proposition Joe in the first segment, that's it's already a great show to begin. Oh, they're the one day. of the greatest characters He's so ever good. written. Just the way he one was. One of the greatest characters. We're talking about The Wire here from HBO's. It's just an incredible show. And Prop Joe, to me, I, the idea of having him is just truly. And, and, you know, Prop Joe probably could settle a lot of these deals. I bet if you brought Prop Joe into the Mayfield, <laughs> Carolina, uh, Cleveland deal, he could settle that deal. I think he could settle this Kyrie deal, too. Yeah, but that's the thing. That's all Proposition Joe did. He cut deals. He made deals. He made things he happen. He's a deal maker. And you got to do this, Sean Marks. You got to be Prop Joe. Could have been in this scenario here in order to really move Kyrie. And I'm with you, Russell Westbrook. It's not so much that I'm as down as the national media is on Russ. It's just the contract. The contract is ridiculous. And you're saddled with that contract if you get Russell Westbrook. Kyrie, to your point, it's hard to deny the talent that still exists when you can get him to play. And, and we'll figure out what the rules are this year if they're different and, you know, city to city and all those things. But that played into it last year. You had to factor that in yeah. when he was going to be available. And you talk about personalities. And I think that's so interesting because, you know, you can go back to, say, Randy Moss with the Patriots. And remember, you know, when the Pats got him, he was off the scrap heap, right? And it was like, oh, he's done, Oakland, and bad attitude. How are we going to deal with him here? How do you deal with interesting characters, shall we say, that sometimes come with baggage, which Kyrie's going to come with, and then try to get the best, as the Patriots did, out of Randy Moss in arguably his best season? Well, I think they're two separate issues, right? So Randy Moss was mischaracterized. I was there. You know, I essentially got fired from the Raiders because I told Belichick that Randy Moss could still run. Now, try to try to get that through your mind. <laughs> you know, try to try to try to process that. I, I was selling Randy Moss to the Patriots wow. via Belichick, and I got fired. Uh, w- 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 that was a that was the Twilight Zone episode of my career at the Raiders, <laughs> I, I, which which I don't fault it. I've I've been able to come to a a, a better understanding of life, and 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 I've processed that, so I'm I'm healed from that. But anyway, so Moss loved football. Moss loves football. Okay, Moss would play. Moss didn't respect the coaches. He didn't respect anybody in the organization to tell him the truth, other than me. And he didn't respect anything that was going on there based on the decisions that were being made. Mm. So he tuned it out. And once he got to – and I can remember the conversation that I had with Bill. Bill, you'll love this guy. He's everything you want. He's going to practice hard. He's very talented. And as long as you set him straight, which you always do, you're going to be kind of fine. you got to tell him no. you got to tell him yes. you got to tell him the truth. Not too hard, Mm. right? Like you can't can't try to make him happy. you got to make him truthful. That's a hard thing to do. That might be a daily coach, by the way. But anyway, so the reality here is is that's the case. Kyrie, I don't know what you get to with Kyrie. You know, A, you've got the still you've got the vaccination problem, which I don't know if would be a problem in Philly. He could probably play all the home games in Philly. Right. And so that's that you remove that from the equation. So uh, you know, I mean look. You talk to people in the league, he's so talented, he could take over games. Now, I'm told by people that I trust in the NBA that he and Durant are kind of have, have done, they're done. They're, they're not done. coming together. Okay. Well, I that, mean, now, I, I haven't, now I've heard Brian Weinhorst say mm-hmm. that he didn't know what that situation was. It hasn't been, but I, I've asked my friends who are coaches in the league, and they said, no, the word on the street is, is those two are done. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know. That is fascinating. And by the way, it's an amazing story about Randy Moss because I think what fans and and sometimes the fans get that from the media, they're led to believe, you know, 
boy, Randy Moss, he's just, he's scrap heap in Oakland and he can't run. And then all of a sudden, I think to your point, Michael, it's fascinating. Some guys just want to be coached. They want to be told honestly what's going on. I don't know if that's Kyrie. I I truly do not. I don't know if that's Kyrie either. I'm not, I I live with Randy Moss for two years. I know that kid. I know his character. I know this. And I wrote about this in my new book. I was, I was working at CBS Sports in between when I left the, when I left, when I got fired after the draft of the Eagles and I left to go to the Raiders. I worked at CBS Sports for a year, and I sat in the green room on Saturday afternoons with Lou Holtz. Lou Holtz was doing college footballs for CBS before he went to South Carolina, and the subject of Randy Moss came up, and Randy Moss was, to Lou Holtz, the god, the greatest high school football player he's ever seen in his life, and he had him in Notre Dame. He had him in Notre Dame, academically, all that. Randy got into a fight at his high school mm-hmm. based on some racial tension that was going on, and Notre Dame wouldn't allow him in. However, that conversation on many of those Saturdays about Randy Moss was real and the kind of kid that he was. And everything that Lou told me that day ended up being relevant when I, saw, when I traded for him in 2003 or 2004. I mean, it was the same kid. Lou had him down. Lou understood who he was. He loved football. He's smart. He understood the game. He had instincts for the game. Everything. The best high school player I ever saw. Bobby Bowden said the same thing when he was going to go to Florida State. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you have to be able to just to figure out from what the media is saying and what's real. It's just absolutely fascinating. We're going to dive deeper on this Kyrie situation here and possibly if he could be coming closer to you in Philadelphia as well. Come on back. Just getting started here in the Lombardi line on a Sunday on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least. 
as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Summer special is here. For only $19, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. So today, you're going to get VEASAN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, NFL preseason coverage. The NFL is coming, people. Premium articles on golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. So if you want that full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through the end of the month. July 31st. So sign up now at vcin.com slash summer. Back alongside Michael Lombardi, I am Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi Line. Again, we're going to have Will Hill join us later on this hour. Thomas Gable and Mark Maskey of the Washington Post in hour number two. I do want to continue the conversation we started here with Kyrie Irving. And again, the news today is that the Lakers are hot and heavy to try to get Kyrie uh, reunite him rather with LeBron James out there in L.A. Russell Westbrook would more than likely be coming back east if that deal were to happen. What we did hear other pursuers and potentially the Philadelphia 76 Sixers could be a team in the mix, Michael, a team that you know very, very well. And what would surprise me based on our, our conversation, if the if what you're hearing about Kyrie and Katie, that they those two just can't coexist anymore, right? How in the world, if this were to happen, could Kyrie coexist with James Harden? Do we think that that reunite if they're reunited, could that work out the second time in Philly versus Brooklyn? Well, I think if Philly's name's mentioned, obviously, if Philly's name's mentioned, then Daryl Morey, the president of the 76ers, has asked Harden that question. So I think there's no doubt. Right. So I I think they've already cleared that up. If they're involved, then then that tells us as observers that, that it's pretty cool, that they're good. They're good to go. You know, for me, you know, what's fascinating about this is Morey has always been a kind of guy that has been not concerned about culture, never really concerned about players all coming together and building the brand. He's always been about collection of talent. Um, This is not being critical of Daryl Morey. I'm just explaining who he is, right? You know, some people would not want Kyrie because of their, because of the, you know, the, the, the culture vibe that he would create within the locker room. I don't. That's not. That's not Maury. Maury's about collection of talent, and then we'll figure everything out once we get there. And so for him, you know, how does this trade make sense? You know, I mean, Tobias Harris is at thirty-seven million on the cap. You know, you would have to think he would be included in the deal to be able to get this to work because you know Kyrie's at thirty-six million. Hmm. So, you know, and so it would extend. You got those exchange, and then you know they're dying to trade. 
Thibel, he's at four million. So if you just basically, if you worked it out, if you put Thibel and you put Tobias Harris in, and you take Kyrie on that, you know, and, and if you go to the tr- trade machine, that works. Mm. That works. So if you're the Nets, would you rather have Tobias Harris and Thibel or Westbrook? To me, I, I think that's pretty clear. I mean, when you do it on the ESPN trade machine, the Sixers value the Sixers go down by five loss wins, and Brooklyn increases by five wins. I look at the futures board and I see the Lakers at about eleven to one to win the title. The same as the Sixers at eleven to one. And again, we're trying to jockey for position with the potential suitors here for Kyrie. The other interesting thing, Michael, to me, and I remember this, and I'm, I'm showing my age here a little bit, but I was in D.C. and I covered the press conference the day the then Washington Bullets traded for Chris Webber, and they already had Juwan Howard. And I remember one of my questions was, well, they play the same position, right? So yeah. how, how does this work? And they're like, yeah, you know what, we'll get the talent and we'll worry about positions later. Golden State kind of reinvented this positionless basketball, right, yeah. in, in this run that they've had. Do you concern yourself as an executive with that? Because, you know, like you talked about Dallas, and I thought my initial thought was Kyrie and Luka, while it sounds, wow, like the possibilities, then I thought, well, there's one basketball. Like how, how with Harden and Kyrie again, if this were to happen in Philly, and even with LeBron again and Kyrie, because I thought that was quote-unquote part of the problem, is who's going to have the basketball all the time. Like, Do you worry about that or just get the talent and then we'll figure it out and that's up to the coaching staff? You know, I think that ultimately what you do is is, is you figure it all out. Like there's got to be a rhyme and a reason to what you're trying to accomplish. Now, the other thing Brooklyn's trying to accomplish is they want to dump Joe Harris's salary right. because of the injury, and that's going to be a problem for him. So somebody's got to take that back. But I do think to answer your question is uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves are the perfect example. Why would they trade for Rudy Gobert when they have Anthony uh, Carl Anthony Towns, right? Like mm-hmm. how do those two play together? You know, and basically when – when you go back to when, uh, you know when when uh, the for, when the former coach was there, and they had and they had Gibson and they had and they had Towns when right. Thibodeau was there. Right. You know they had Gibson and and he played them both together. Now maybe at the end of the game you can't have Gobert on the floor because it kind of would clog everything. But there would be times where it could work. It's not as bad as we all see it to be because it has worked before when Tibbs was there. So. You know, I, I think a lot of this comes down to, look, they add Maxi in there. You know, Maxi has learned through Harden to not have the ball in his hands all the time. But sometimes they put the ball in Maxi's hands. Plus, you know, you're rotating guys in and out of the game. So I, I think ultimately you could work it out. I, I think it'll be interesting to see how it all comes into play. Brooklyn, by the way, is 22-1 to 1 right now to win the NBA title. We have no idea what that team is going to look like. I mean, if Ben Simmons isn't ready to go game number one, I, I, I wouldn't even know what to say. I, I mean, seriously, if he, if he doesn't play this year for whatever, like, like what, how much more time do you need to figure out who Ben Simmons is? Because it feels like when all this dust settles and Kyrie's gone and KD's gone, I mean, he's going to be there. Ben's going to be there. What are they going to well, get yeah, out he's of He's got three years left to go. I mean, he's got three years left to go. So, you know, I mean, where is he going to go? You can't move everybody, can you? You can't move all big three in, in one offseason and completely start over, could you? Like, are, are teams out there, Michael, still saying, yeah, you know what, I can fix Ben Simmons. Give, give me Ben. I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll get the competitive spirit. I'll figure out a way to make him the number one overall pick as he was coming out of LSU. Yeah, I don't think you could do that. I, I think he was the number one pick, but I think he was the number one pick based on athleticism and the opportunity that he was going to eventually develop a, a jump shot. 
and that's never happened. Right. You know, so here you are, and he's a really good defender, but you, but he's worked zero on his jump shot. And so, you you know, at the end of games, whether it's go back to when Brett Brown was there, you know, Brett Brown had to play T.J. McConnell at the point. Brett Brown had to play, you know, he had to play, uh, you know, uh, Jimmy Butler at the point. Because sure. at the end of games and playoff games, they couldn't do anything. You know, it's fascinating because I actually think based on what you said, the criteria there, that was an educated risk to, to draft Ben Simmons because historically it's happened. M- Michael Jordan came out. He didn't have a great jump shot coming out of UNC. We all know what, what he came. And even Jason Kidd, you remember at the beginning of his career, they called him Asin Kidd because he had no J. And then yeah. when he got but out of the league. But they worked on it. Right. They got out of the league. He, was the, he had the most three-pointers made when he got out of the NBA. He's been surpassed numerous times since then. But still, the point is he actually worked on it and became a proficient three-point shooter. I don't even know if Ben needs to be a proficient three-point shooter. Like, Russell Westbrook is not a proficient three-point shooter. He is a scorer. And, like, you've never gotten to that point to Ben, to, to do an intermediate game, to get anything else on the offensive end that you could count on, whether it was just going to the rim. I mean, like, give yeah. me something. I don't care what it is, but just give me something. It doesn't have to just be the three-point shot. Yeah, and what I find shocking is the fact that Brooklyn and Philly are the same – I mean, they are the same odds. It makes no sense to me whatsoever. I mean, Philly is, you can see Maury's trying to set things up, whereas if Simmons is the, the last remaining piece on the team right, and you're building around Simmons, th- th- that's going to be a little challenging. <laughs> I would think so as well. Uh, very so how are those odds the same? Like, I don't understand that. I, again, because we're trying to, we're clearly trying to figure out – Kyrie is the big chip. And by the way, does Durant get a free pass in all this very quickly? Because no, you know, when, I, I when, didn't give him one. Right, because like when Harden, it was Harden who wanted out. Right now, Kyrie's the bad guy, and he and Durant can't can't get along. You know, KD left a great situation in Golden State to go to Brooklyn to put this together. This is what KD wanted, and it didn't work. And, and that's got to fall at the, at the foot of Kevin Durant, doesn't it? It does, and, and let, let, let's go further into it. Look, they hired Nash to coach the team, but Durant coached the team. Durant didn't want to play. I mean, Durant didn't want to play uh, Blake Griffin. He wanted Claxton on the court. I mean, it, the rotations were set by what Durant wanted, too. Right. Now, look, I think Durant's one of the greatest players we're ever going to watch. I'm not disputing that. But no. everything, everything they did in Brooklyn was to accommodate him, and it didn't work. And so now they're going to tear it down. It's like I said yesterday. I mean, this is no different than the, the movie Goodfellas where, <laughs> you know, they come in and take over the bar, and by the end of three months later, they're, they're blowing up the bar. How is that any different, right? I, I, How is it any different? I'm right there with you. And again, I, when Golden State wins a title this year without Kevin Durant, I don't know if this was the impetus for all that, but it just feels weird. There are some tentacles, and because Steph is Steph and Clay is Clay, you never hear a peep about KD's exit from Golden State. But it, there's got to be more than meets the eye to me because just something doesn't add up why he would want to have left just a perfect golden parachute to your career. It doesn't make any sense well, to me. And you could have made the most money. But, I mean, look, right. you want it, sometimes guys want to be able to do it on their own and prove that they can do it on their own. And I think ultimately, you know, that, that, that it's more challenging to do it on your own than many people think. I'll tell you this. If, if that's what it is, Michael, then I respect it. If that's what KD's whole impetus was, that I want to do it on my own and I don't want Steph and Clay, I can actually respect that. It didn't work yep. out, but I can re- respect the attempt. All right, much more to get to here on a Sunday. Again, we're going to have Will Hill join us later on this hour right here in the Lombardi line on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
top horse racing plays from Express Bet Chief and Editor-in-Chief Jeremy Plonk, both from Churchill Downs. In race number five, Jeremy likes number three, the judge and jury at four to one. And in race 10, Jeremy has number nine, film star on top at six to one. You can wager on these races and more at First Bet, the preferred horse racing app of VEASAN. And if you sign up today using the code VEGAS22, you're going to get $100 in free bets. So go to VEASAN.com slash horses for details on this exclusive offer for VEASAN fans. That's VEASAN.slash horses. Back alongside Michael Lombardi, I am Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi Line. And, Michael, I just saw this from my buddy, Len Hochberg, who used to be and write with Mark Maskey there at the Washington Times. He was their preeminent golf writer for decades. And now Len said this, breaking. Number 128 ranked player in the world, Brendan Grace, who just won the Live Golf event in Portland. That concluded yesterday in the 54-hole event. Four million bucks he how, just won. How about that? Four mil for Brendan Grace. He's going to fall to number 133 in the rankings when they're released on Monday. There's no golf points that he gets from, from the world golf. You know, you do the world rankings. So by yeah. winning, he's going to fall five spots. Does he care, Michael? Because he just got $4 I don't think so. million dollars to fall five points in the world rankings. I don't know. I'm going to guess that his, that $4 million earnings may be as much as he's earned in his career. I'm just going to guess, right? I think that's a good guess. Well, certainly for one tournament, there's no that's more than winning a major. You know, that, that's major championship money that we see uh, on the regular tour here, if you will. So, again, a lot of tentacles in the golf world that we're going to keep an eye on. But that's one of those bizarre little stats that he's going to I don't think the they world. care David yeah I don't think they care I think when they when they went and did the live tour they basically said look this the money's too good we're playing less tournaments forget about everything else you know like I, I'm going to be able to make a living here, and this is good for me. And, and I'm not sure they're not going to get more players to follow them. I, I, I mean, they're still I, coming. I think they're going to continue to get it. Yeah, Paul Casey made his and he, uh, he got as high as number two in the world at one point not too long ago. Paul Casey's announced he's going to join Live Golf. And the reason why why we did bring it up, I, I heard Taylor Gooch yesterday say after the event finished, they asked about the crowds. And you know, it looked like a pretty raucous crowd out there in Portland. This is going up against the John Deere this week in the PGA Tour. And, and Taylor Gooch said, and this might have been a little hyperbole, he said, you know, the crowds were great. I mean, I haven't played in the Ryder Cup, but I can't imagine it's very different. Yeah, I mean, oh, it's I think, different. Look, you know, it's different, Taylor. It's different. Trust me. Yeah, I, I mean, look, let's just, I think what everybody's upset about is, like, let's call it what it is. You went for the money. You did. Uh, right. You know, and, and that's okay. I, I, that's okay. Like, you know. That's right. Look, I got a family to feed. I, I, I don't want to travel as much. I'm going to bank the money. I mean, I'm Dustin Johnson. I'm going to take the $125 million and hopefully Pauline doesn't spend it all. <laughs> and I'm going to be able to feed my family. Yeah, you know, we're, we're talking about the NBA off the top of the show. That's what they're these guys are going to do. They're taking the money. That, that, well, you're, but, you're but in fairness to them, though, they've earned the money yes, because so, of yes. the ratings, right? That's right. Because the money that comes, they only earn this if the because of the TV dollars. That's right. If if they didn't have the TV deal, they wouldn't. Whereas in golf, they're not predicated on. They have to earn it based on their play. No, yeah, exactly. Because that was the thing about the PGA Tour. If you don't make the cut, you don't get paid. You gotta get it. You gotta make the cut. Just it's hang around loss. for the week. That's right. You, you had to fly there. You had to pay for your caddy to get there. You got to pay for hotels. I mean, you're operating at a loss. And so, from that perspective, when some of these guys now look, some of the guys that jumped to live, they did not need the money. But for the younger players, I can understand why they go. Wait a minute. You want me to make my own travel arrangements, go to the event, and if I don't play well for two days, I lose money in the equation versus this guaranteed money. 
Maybe I have to look the other way or where the money's coming from. But that's that's the trade-off that some of these guys are taking to go to the live tour. And from that perspective, even though we might not like it, you can understand why maybe younger players yeah. are going to do that. The older players, the Mickelsons and the DJs and Paul Casey's, well, those guys – they have enough money. You would think if they wanted to be principled, they could. It's easy to be principled when you have money. If you don't have money, right. right, if you're a young kid, you're going, man, let me get on that tour or I get this guaranteed millions of, of dollars. Yeah, I, I just think to me it, it's like it is – we have to just accept what it is. Yeah. And, and I think Justin Thomas said it better. Just come out and say this is what you did. There's nothing wrong with it. Pat Perez wore a T-shirt that had a bunch of dollars on it. You know, like he got it. Yep. You know, Pat Perez has said, look, I went, you know, that's okay. So what you want to do, go ahead. You know, and, you know, I think to me, you're just being honest. And instead of saying, well, you know, I don't, I want to spend more time with my family, so I wanted to play in less tournaments. I mean, come on, you just won $4 million. I mean, it's one of the highest purses <laughs> you could possibly ever get. You played three days of golf. Absolutely right. So we, we and you know didn't pay for anything to get there. That's like you it. didn't even have to pay for your travel, the hotel. None of that's all covered by the live tour. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be fascinating because, as we've said here for for a few weeks on the network, golf is changing right before our eyes. I did not think that we'd be having these conversations about golf and upsetting the apple cart here, but it is happening. I don't know if there'll be other tentacles to other sports leagues. We've seen it with the NFL and the uh, how many reincarnations of the USFL, the World League. All these other tries have happened, and they just don't dent the shield that is the NFL. I don't know if it's going to happen elsewhere, but I got to think there's other people out there in, in different leagues going, that's an interesting business model. Can you just keep throwing money at it and get the biggest names of other sports? I don't know if it'll happen somewhere else. I mean, look, what always kills leagues? What killed the World League? What killed the XFL? What killed the USFL? The fact of they couldn't compete money-wise. They couldn't sustain it. You know, the owners just didn't want to waste hundreds of millions of dollars to it. I think what we've seen in, in, and really what we've seen in football is there is an elite group of people that can buy NFL teams, mm -hmm. and it's going to cost you over $5 billion to do it. So pe coach, so men with money, that with a lot of money, decide, okay, I'm going to just go help my alma mater out. I'm going to become a major donor to Oregon, a major donor to Oklahoma State or whatever the school is and be part of that football program. You know, and so money is what, dis what, what keeps the NFL from really having any major competitors. I mean, we watched that. I don't know what it was. Was it the World League or the XFL? I'm confused but <laughs> like there was nobody in the stands no. i mean they didn't even get anybody to go to the i mean not even the players families looked like they went to the game and, and that's that's the well, amazing thing with with this incarnation of the usfl is that y y they have a tv deal a major tv deal this new league here with live golf it, it's on youtube and i know some kids are like hey like that that's the way we watch now we don't watch on traditional tv and let's see how long that 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 plan works but I think to your point here, Michael, it doesn't matter. That's not exactly what they're going for. They're, they, they've yep. got the, the organization, the Saudis, they've got the money, and it is in spades. And they can just keep throwing the money at it. And let's see how long that business model They're doing lasts. it for their entertainment. They're doing it for their entertainment. They're not doing it to make money. They're doing it for their entertainment. And, you know, when you have uh, when you have a bottomless well of money, you can continue to do it for your entertainment. Now, could they come into the could they create their own football league without a doubt, without a doubt? You think there's no way they would actually entertain that idea, though, do you think? I, I, I mean, I'm told there's a, a group of Saudis that would love to buy an NFL team. Wow. They would love to. 
that, but I don't know if they can. I don't know if they can qualify and meet the restrictions placed on by the finance committee. They were not involved in the in the Denver team as much as I'm sure they probably wanted to be. But I do think there's certain elements of the 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 that of the Saudis that want that love football. Uh, there's a group in Dallas that love football. They want to be involved. You know, it's amazing. You're going to remember this very well. And I, I'm so glad that we're going to have Mark Maskey on because I know he remembers it very well back in 1999 when we were in D.C. And the big story then was, you know, Jack Kent Cook had, had passed away. Who's going to buy the Washington, then the Washington Redskins? And Howard Milstein was leading up the yes. group to get the, the, the football team. And they said, oh, you know what? This guy, Michael, the league, we're just not sure about this Howard Milstein guy. Oh, this Daniel Snyder guy comes in on the white horse, and he's going to be the guy that they say, you know, we can't give it to Milstein. Let's give it to Snyder. Well, remember now, David. Okay, so we'll go back to 99. Milstein and Snyder were partners on yep, the deal. That's right. They were partners in the deal. And then when, when Snyder learned that he wasn't, Milstein wasn't going to meet the restrictions based on the finance committee and based on their loan their deficit ratios their ability to borrow they were borrowing way more money than they had to Mm -hmm. in fact milstein and snyder got into a lawsuit over 20 million dollars because you had to fund 20 million each partner had to fund 20 million non-refundable to the cook family snyder got his money back Milstein didn't get his money back, so there was a suit there and then once that suit happened milstein was was ejected Snyder went ahead and got some other people involved in the deal. Partners, silent partners, really was a funded deal with a lot of lent loans. How he got away with it, I don't know, but he blew out the market. The yes. $800 million was so much higher than the $680 million that was the Cook family was willing to spend. So that's a whole, to me, that's a whole story of, of how Snyder became the owner of this team, really without a lot of fact-checking going on. It was amazing the way he kind of slid in the back door because – yeah. Like we're talking about, it was Milstein. That's what everybody was saying in D.C. This is going to be the guy. They're buds. Snyder's just kind of lower on the totem pole at that point. And then, to your point, all those things happen. Milstein gets booted out of there, and Snyder becomes the guy that, that elevates and gets the, the funding for it. And the rest, as the kids say, is history. We're going to have Will Hill uh, join us here when we come back. We'll talk some more NBA futures with Will and also get his Major League Baseball plays for the day. Come on back. It's the Lombardi Line right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. GM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. On Sunday, you can place a $25 one-game parlay on any MLB game, and you're going to receive a $10 free bet that you can use on any sport regardless of your bet's outcome. Just log into your account, download the app, and sign up with BetMGM to get a $10 free bet to use on any sport when you place a $25 one-game parlay on any Major League Baseball game. Turn game time into showtime with the king of sportsbooks. MLB trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification. Eligibility requirements. Rewards issued is non withdrawable free bets or set credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Washington, D.C. We continue the Lombardi line here on a Sunday morning. And, Michael, uh, Claire Rogers is a very entertaining uh, golf writer, and she just tweeted this out. The person in front of me in line at Starbucks just paid for my coffee. I haven't played a Ryder Cup or a President's Cup, but I can't imagine there's a whole hell of a lot of a difference. Everybody's now getting on Taylor Gooch for saying what we talked about in the last segment. You know, out here, the crowds are great. I've never been in a Ryder Cup, but I can't imagine it's a big difference. No, it's still <laughs> going to be a very big difference. Uh, let's bring in the king of New York. He is Will Hill. Does a great job here across the network on VEASAN. And, uh, Will, great to have you back on a Sunday, my friend. Uh, you know, we're talking a lot about what's going on in the NBA, and I know that you're uh, very close to the situation as well with Kyrie and KD. Has anything over the weekend affected your handicap and your outlook going forward as we try to figure out which team these huge, uh, trading tri- chips rather are going to land on yeah there, there's a lot of moving parts and it seems like it, it changes every day because on monday Kyrie opts in it seems like all right we're going to have a pretty uneventful offseason Kyrie back to the nets brook uh durant back to the nets and we just kind of move on business as as usual uh and then thursday the bombshell that durant 
you know, is going to ask to be traded. And I think we could start there where I just think it's it's hard to find a deal that satisfies all three parties. When you look at something that the Nets are going to want, uh, because they have to be made whole here because they don't have any of their picks. All their picks are going to Brook uh, are going to Houston either directly straight up or in terms of swaps. So you really need to rebuild if you're the Nets and, and hit the mother load in terms of uh, a package back. Uh, satisfying your trade partner, obviously, and then satisfying Durant because I know he doesn't have a no trade clause, but look, he can kill any deal. He can, you know, if, let's say the Raptors agree to a trade. He can get word to the Raptors, hey, don't trade for me. I don't want to go there. And, and if you're the Raptors, are you going to really mortgage your future for a guy that mm. uh, doesn't want to play for you? Probably not. So I, I think it's tricky. If you're going to trade for a bunch of players, it's tough because like Durant, you know, it was reported yesterday. Hey, I want to go to Miami, but I I, I want to make sure Butler, Adebayo, and Lowry are still there. Well, like, well, who do you want to be traded for? Max Struess? It, it's, it doesn't make sense. Uh, if, if you try to do a deal based around picks, well, those picks become less valuable as soon as you get Durant. So it's very tricky to satisfy all three parties. I think you have to get a team involved that has somebody else's pick, like the Pelicans, maybe Ingram, Herb Jones, and they have a bunch of Lakers picks, a bunch of their own picks. Maybe that could work. I haven't ruled out the idea that they just kind of go around the dial. He'll talk to every single team in the league and say, you know what, Durant, uh, we tried, but you're under contract for four years. Whoa. We can't trade you. We don't have a deal that makes sense for us. Uh, whatever's bothering you, maybe we can work it out. But I haven't ruled out the idea that he just stays with the Nets. Well, let's. so they do have all the 76ers pick, Will. So they got that assets going for them. And so they got that going. And then I think, to me, they also have the fact that Rudy Gobert just went for four number ones and a bunch of players. So, you know, and your guy's better than Rudy Gobert. So, you know, the 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 the, the ability to play poker just went up. It became jacks or better to get in this hand based on that deal. So, and I think you're right. I, I, I disagree with the fact that Durant's got control. I think Sean Marks is just going to say, look, we're going to do what's in the best deal we can do. And Durant, without the trade clause, has really no options. And if you read all that's being written about Joe, I think it's Tessie, the, the owner of Brooklyn, he's had enough. Like, he's had enough. He's one of, at least the one of the NBA owners who's saying, I've had enough. Now, he's saying it off the record. But what he's gone through and what these guys have put the organization through has caused them to be indifferent. But the question I really want to ask you the most is, you're a Laker fan. You run that organization. Do you really think the Westbrook for Kyrie deal is even plausible? Yeah, because I don't I don't think there's a lot of options for Kyrie. I don't buy the Philadelphia and Dallas rumors. I think that's the Nets just trying to drum up interest. Uh, no, the I know the Harden Dallas one's Brooklyn, real. The, the Dallas one is real. Now, I don't know if Dallas is still in it, but the Dallas one's real. I know that. Boy, that would be tricky to play Luka and Kyrie in right? the same backcourt. They would get feasted on defensively, <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's possible. That would be a lot of talent. It would be a talent upgrade. Philly, I, I don't buy it all because the reason Harden wanted out of Brooklyn is because of Kyrie. He was having to do everything. Durant was hurt. Kyrie wouldn't get vaccinated. Harden was like, hey, the reason I came here is so I, I could do less and not have to carry the load like I did in Houston. Now Kyrie won't play. Durant's out. And, he, you know, Kyrie was a big reason he asked out of Brooklyn. So I would find that one hard to believe. Um, you know, I just think the Lakers, I think they're trying to get that 2029 unprotected pick as well as the 2027 one. Uh, those are the two big assets. Because, look, if you're going to trade Durant, if you're going to trade Kyrie, you know, you bring Westbrook in. Who he's not going to help you win, but you're not trying to win. I mean, he's can he, he can shoot 30 times, put on a show. It won't be a winning show, but at least he can do his triple double thing and you know at least drum up a little bit of interest.
but I think this is trying to extract another pick from the Lakers. Talking with Will Hill, follow him on Twitter as I do it, not the Will Hill. Uh, to those those points, gentlemen, the Mavs are about 16 to 1 in the market. The Lakers, Sixers, same number at 11 to 1. The Brooklyn Nets, 22 to 1 to win the NBA title. Because, Will, I think that's fascinating about Kevin Durant. Kind of, you know, where the musical chairs stop, does he have another seat somewhere or does it come back to Brooklyn? Maybe that's why that number hasn't dropped to, say, 150 to 1, where the Knicks are very quickly as the King of New York. What's the pulse of the Knicks fans? They got Jalen Brunson. Are they happy? I mean, Brunson's a good player. I think a lot of fans are excited. A lot of fans are thinking, you know what? This is the same old Knicks. We're overpaying for a mediocre player. Now, he's better than mediocre. He's good. I would say middle of the range in terms of point guard. He's an upgrade. I mean, did you overpay for him? Yeah, but I mean, if you look at these contracts that are given out with the NBA, everyone's getting overpaid for it, including the superstars. I mean, Jokic, as great as he is, he's taking up 45% of the salary cap. Oof. It's very hard to build a team when you got one guy taking up 45% of the cap. I mean, Darius Garland signed for $230 million. It's crazy the money these guys are getting. Uh, for the Knicks, uh, here's the thing with Brunson. It's not going to make him look bad. He's not going to embarrass them. You know, he's a winning player. He won championships at Villanova. He's made himself into a really nice NBA player. It's not like when, remember when they signed Joe Kim Noah five or six years ago, he was basically out of the league, you know, halfway through that contract. That's (laughs) not going to be the case with Brunson. They overpaid a little bit, but it's not terrible. Yeah, I I mean, look, we know this. Dallas offered him. I mean, Dallas didn't want to pay. They offered him 15. He turned it down smartly. I think you're right, Will. And I think just to play off what you're saying, I think part with these guys getting max contracts, there's a mentality that we think that we believe that these guys are elite players. And I think we have to separate that. Just because you get a max doesn't mean you're a top five player in the league. I think you guys are yeah, right we focus, on. Yeah, we focus so much on the money these guys make, but I think they should report it percentage of the salary cap because that's what's important. Like the dollar amount, I mean, it's all monopoly money at this point compared, you know, uh, from our perspective. But when you talk about a per, uh, percentage of the salary cap, Jokic makes 45% of the cap. The Supermax is 45% of the cap. I mean, how, how do you build a team like that? It's very difficult. And uh, I'm curious, Lombardi, you know, how you like to be an NBA executive. You wake up one day and <laughs> Durant on a four-year contract says, hey, first of all, get me out of here. Second of all, I got a list here in my back pocket that I've been walking around with. These are the two teams I want to be trading. Make it happen. And make it happen. Also, make sure you don't trade for any of these players because, by the way, I want to play with these guys. You know, make it happen. Let me know how it goes. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Well, I think somebody's got to say no, right? I think that's where I think the owner of the Nets is probably just fed up with it. Like, like, look, let's be clear. Boston had enough of Kyrie, and now Brooklyn's had enough of Kyrie. The next team that goes to him, would it be surprising to you that they've had enough of Kyrie? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> it's like Goodfellas. You know, you get in, in partnership with these uh, these NBA superstars. It's like Goodfellas. They come and they help you run the restaurant, but but they own the restaurant. <laughs> exactly. And, yeah, right. They burn it when down. You don't have a, yeah, when you don't have a superstar in place, I think we saw with uh, the Heat in the big three, Wade, LeBron, Bosh. Wade was already there to establish the culture. These guys just come in and run the show, and like you said, that they bust out the restaurant. Gentlemen, very quickly, got 90 seconds to go. I, I want to get some Major League Baseball plays in. I know you like both sides for the New Yorkers today. You like the Metropolitans and the Yanks, Will? Yeah, I do like the Yankees. Uh, I just think they're a much better team than Cleveland. This is a pretty short number considering uh, it's uh, Montgomery against McKenzie who struggled. Uh, and then the Mets, look, Dave, the the, Met, the, uh, the Braves are breathing down your neck there. This is going to be a pennant race. The Braves just seem to win every day. It seems like they play the Reds or the Pirates every day, too. But <laughs> uh, I think this is a pretty cheap price here on the Mets going for the series win against uh, the Rangers. And and very quickly, you're going to fade uh, the, the Nats again. And, boy, they just struggle against NL East competition as the fighting fish have them today. 
Yeah, that World Series championship might as well have been a decade ago instead of like two and a half years ago. That feels like a, a long time ago. Uh, Lopez, an underrated pitcher for the Marlins. I will take him going against Fetty for uh, for Washington. Great stuff, as always, from the King of New York. Again, follow him on Twitter at NotTheWillHill. Will, enjoy the rest of your Sunday, and have a great 4th of July weekend. All right, Thanks, you too, Will. guys. Thanks for having me. See there, you. There he is, everybody, Will Hill. When we come back, you know, we talked about a super team yesterday, Michael, uh, in the Philadelphia Eagles. Maybe the Bengals are saying, hold my beer. We'll discuss yeah. what they think is going down with the Hoodays out there in Cincinnati. Come on back. It's the Lombardi line right here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. On Sunday, you can place a $25 one-game parlay on any Major League Baseball game and you'll receive a $10 free bet that you can use on any sport regardless of your bets out. Regardless of your bets out. Regardless of your bets out. Regardless of your... At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at pet 365 21 plus only must be present in ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER from bbc radio 4 britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip i thought in that moment oh my god We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.